0: Weekly radio podcast. Grab a beer, some wings, a hot girl, and sit back. Now, here's your host and commissioner, Mr. Bowtie himself, Ben Ashley. What's up? What's up? It's podcast time. Hey, we're back for another edition. Week one is in the books. We had an eventful draft. Hey, let's break it all down. I'm excited to be here. What a great show we've got planned for tonight. Let's get right into it. I was told over the past few weeks that I need to make these podcasts a little bit shorter than the 15 to 20 minutes I have been making them. So I'll try to get to this information as quick as I can. All right. Well, looking into the matchups from this past week, we had some upsets, we had some surprises. We had some guys that I didn't think would have a chance winning that came out on top. We had some guys that I thought there was no way in heck they'd lose and they lost. Uh, which is which, well, let's get right into that. All right. In the in-house rivalry, I was able to take down the bone docks, 140 to 124, with some craziness that happened on Monday night. Uh, Victor Cruz really didn't do anything when when the game was on the line there for Bruce. He needed a strong comeback for him. And then Michael Floyd just went off, making my Monday night lead even bigger. Uh, the, The zips proved to be... A really strong team this week. Le'Veon Bell paced them, as well as Orange Julius Thomas. Those guys led the team with, with more than 30 points each. And the top scorer for the Ninja Turtles, the Canadian team, was Mr. Nick Foles, who got uh, just about all of his 21 points in the second half. Now, the good thing for Mr. Ninja Turtle Canadian is that he does have some, some bench action happening here with uh, Mark Ingram and DeAndre Hopkins, who each had big days. They weren't in Veer's lineup this week, and I'm sure he probably wishes they were. In the other matchup, and this one I believe is an upset, Reggie's Bush took down Da Amish Mafia, who seems to always have a pretty good team this year and an incredible draft strategy. I didn't think there would be any way that Da Amish Mafia would lose after Matt Ryan's humongous performance, but uh, Calvin Johnson came with a little Monday Night Magic of his own and brought Reggie's Bush back into it. San Francisco D was a nice start for him, and Vernon Davis had a wonderful day against the abysmal looking Cowboys. But uh, the Amish Mafia still had a solid team up and down. If he got anything out of his running backs, he'd have, he'd have done a whole lot better. But uh, um, it is what it is for the Amish Mafia thus far. Another huge upset of the week, I thought, was my own little baby brother somehow staved off the Pork Pistols, who tends to be a uh, we, know, we love Brett, but he tends to be a cellar dweller each and every year. Marshawn started off the, the week for him having a huge night. Man, I miss Marshawn. You know, this is the first time since 2010 that Marshawn Lynch has not been on the Raiders. But uh, off-season events happened. They had to cut ties, and, and there he is on Brett's team. 27.9 points. Uh, Sam had a wonderful night from Andrew Luck, even though uh, the team looked bad. Luck, Luck uh, put up a pretty big, impressive performance. And Gio Bernard had a nice day for Sam too, made his first-round pick look good. What didn't help Sam was the St. Louis Rams' gay defense. Well, actually, actually they're no longer gay. The Cowboys' defense is gay. They didn't help him at all because they they got negative two points this week. So, so Sam will probably be looking for another defense this week. All right, in the in the final matchup, I have yet to talk about the Joe Mamas survived to take down the JLo crew after a huge incredible performance by Mr. Matthew Stafford on Monday night. And none of his touchdowns, but only a few of his yards went to Mr. Golden Tate. So Joe was able to hang on and, and got a nice garbage time production touchdown from Rashad Jennings, but it seemed to be worthwhile for Joe. Uh, he pulled away. He is now, if you hadn't noticed, number one in the league. And I'm sure Joe is excited to be back on top after, after a 2013 season that was very forgettable for him. All right, for Mr. J. Lou crew, who is infamously famous for stashing and holding and wheeling and dealing a bunch of running backs, he really didn't get a whole lot of production from that position this week. A combined 11 points from Jamal Charles and Zach Stacy, and Mary Foster gave him 14, which is an okay day, but certainly not the production he had wished for He had a nice day from Corderell Patterson and Jeremy Macklin and and Drew Brees came pretty close to having a great day. If he had not handed the ball off there to Mark Ingram for those last couple touchdowns, I think he'd have been even better. All right. On to the next thing. Now, in response to some attempted trade rapes by the manager who is currently in ninth place, I will now share with you the commissioner's votes for the power rankings. You know, I have a vote in the Power Rankings each week. I think fear opened up so everybody's allowed to have a vote, but uh, by Wednesday mornings or Wednesday afternoons, he always likes to post his or his weekly Power Rankings. And I will now share with you my votes to steal his thunder. Okay, coming in at number one on the Power Rankings, I've got James and the Zips. And I'm sure it's his super secret spreadsheets to have him back on top of the regular season Power Rankings. That and his love for tight ends. All right. Number two, I've got Joe and his team, Joe Mamas. I'm sure he's thrilled to see his team back at number one in the standings after the year he just had last year. Uh, But just remember, Joe, Bruce has been there before on a number of occasions, and we all know how that worked out for him. All right, my vote for number three in the power rankings is my team, Doradas. I'm thrilled with my production this week. I've still got some issues to solve with tight end and possibly some quarterbacks. I just want to let you know it's so damn frustrating rooting for the Cowboys run game, especially when they get inside the 10-yard line. So it's tough for me being a Cowboys fan. Number four, I've got Reggie's Bush and Mike Ferris. His wide receivers have the potential to be spectacular, and, and if he hits on a waiver-wire running back, then watch out, this team's going to be great. All right, number five in the Power rankings, I've got the j crew. Great team despite the divisional loss this week. Uh, would have been different if the Titans' D wasn't so good. <laughs> if the Titans' day wasn't so good. Did I really just say that? That's, that's true. All right. Number six, I got the Amish Mafia. Uh, also a great team despite the divisional loss. So many bench points there for, for Slater. Uh, Fitz looked old and, and Doug looked awful. So hope he finds some production to fill in for there. Number seven, I got my baby brother Sam going deeper, cheaper. How did he win this week? Sam now has the highest all-time winning percentage of any manager. Of course, he's tied with Mike Ferris there at 1,000% for his career. So congratulations to you two guys. At number eight in the power rankings, I've got the Ninja Turtles, the Canadian team, Veer. He had a tumultuous week on and off the field with the loss of his team and the loss of his fifth round pick, Ray Rice. So hopefully things will start getting better for them. Actually, I don't hope so, so whatever. Number nine, I've got the Bone Bondocks. Looks like his run of luck has ended. You know, I'm talking about his keeper value and his number one pick. That division loss, and he's now last in the waiver priority. Things aren't looking good for him now, but uh, maybe he can turn things around. He does still have an excellent core to that team. And coming in at number 10, I've got Brett and the Pork Pistols. Hey, Brett, wake up. It's football season. All right, so there you have it for my votes in Fierce power rankings, and hopefully we'll get a come on man from Bruce this week. Love to see that. That's one of our favorite, our most beloved articles of the year. All right, I think that's gonna do it for us this week. We've had a great show. It's been fun with, hello? Oh, jeez. Hey, Mrs. Lowe. Fancy seeing you
1: here. What a surprise. Hey, I wouldn't miss the the first podcast after my son Joe has finally climbed the ladder back to first place. Who's excited?
0: Well, I think that makes two of us here excited. You and Joe. uh, What brings you to town tonight?
1: Well, I just wanted to, to crash this podcast and celebrate Joe's victory and I just wanted to tell everybody he's going to be in first place the remainder of the year. <laughs>
0: well, we'll see about that. There's a lot of games to play. And in fact, Mrs. Lowe, I play him in week four. So, so there's a chance he, there's probably a really good chance he loses there.
1: Yeah, we'll see about that. You want to wrestle?
0: No, I don't want to wrestle. Uh, listen, we've got a few extra minutes here. Tell me about your summer, Mrs. Lowe. What did you do this summer?
1: Well, we had a really hot summer out there on the farm in Walton. Things got pretty crazy with that Ice Bucket Challenge stuff. Joe had a nice tribute to the Ice Bucket Challenge, but nobody listened to him and nobody did it. But, uh, and and then later at the ECA Company picnic, I was just there having fun. Brat got drunk and spilled a bunch of water over me. Maybe it was beer, maybe it was water, maybe it was ice. And my nipples got really hard. And this young kid named Mike Ferris came hitting on me. And I didn't know what to do. He just wanted to stare at me and look at my nipples.
0: Oh, man. Mrs. Lowe, I've heard funny stories about Mike Ferris. That kid loves older women.
1: Yeah, he's pretty cute. Do you have his number?
0: Uh, I'm going to have to ask Joe if I can give him your number, but we'll wait and see. Uh, Mrs. Lowe, what's your outlook for the 2014 NFL season?
1: Hey, stop asking me these dumbass questions. I want to ask you a question. Who are the single guys in this league?
0: Well, there's always me. I'm always single.
1: Yeah, you're not as good as Lover as I thought you'd be.
0: Well, uh, Bruce is recently single. Also, Jeff Slater's single. Would you like, would you like to get a hold of them?
1: No, those guys are a bunch of losers, too.
0: Well, I don't know what to tell you. I think this league is full of losers.
1: Huh, okay. Well, I've got another question for you. Who's the queer in this league that drafted Ray Rice?
0: Well, that'd be Mr. Veer, the Canadian guy. You know him?
1: Yeah, he's that weird-looking funny guy from Canada. I know him. He once tried to get me, too. He and Mike Ferris are the two creepiest guys. <laughs>
0: well, Beer drafted Ray Rice. What are you going to do about it?
1: I'd actually like to go get him and slap him around. Do you have his number?
0: Yes, I have Beer's number. I will give it to you.
1: All right, Ben. Well, that's all I've got for tonight. I'm going to go hunt some Canadian. I think I heard he's in Kanoa City. So watch out, Veer. I'm coming for you.
0: <laughs> all right. Take that as a warning, Beer. <laughs> Mrs. Lowe's coming for you. All right. Well, that's going to do it for for our show this week. On behalf of Mrs. Lowe and myself, I'd like to thank you guys for tuning in for another podcast. We will see you after week two. Peace.